0: Everybody, and welcome to another episode of If You Don't Like That. Today I continue my series on giving thanks during this season of Giving. We're brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, where quality meets reliability. Whether it's water heater services, drain and sewer services, leak detection and repair, general plumbing, specialty projects, New Works Plumbing has a fix for you. Just go to NEW. WRXplumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. And remember, if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, they're there for you with their 24-7 service. Once again, that's NewWorksPlumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. You know, it was a couple of days ago, I saw some comments from Tom Brenneman, formerly of uh, the NFL on Fox and the voice of the Cincinnati Reds. I had Tom on my podcast uh, about a year ago and uh, he had some very interesting things to say and it was a very engaging conversation. I've also been on Tom's show, which he now does uh, in Cincinnati. You know the story, Tom was uh, caught on a hot mic uh, uttering a homophobic slur. He immediately lost his career And I I think he's done phenomenal things over the last uh, two years plus from everything that I've read and talking with Tom. uh, I think he's done about everything you can do to try to make amends from a situation where he admits he was flat out wrong and he has gone into it in great detail. So I won't repeat that, but I would say this. He made a comment a couple of days ago, which again, I found very, very interesting. And he said he wouldn't change anything about the last couple of years. Again, this is a guy that was doing NFL football on Sundays. He was, a and is to this day, a legendary name in the Cincinnati area. His father, Marty, is one of the most iconic, prolific, great baseball announcers ever. Uh, Marty Brenneman, who I also had the pleasure of having on my radio show in Sacramento back in the spring of 2020. But I thought it was very interesting when Tom said, that he wouldn't change anything about his last couple of years. Because I'm often asked about, would I change anything? And I'm not really sure how to answer that question. I can't answer it definitively the way Tom did and said he wouldn't change anything. Um, My life is different, 180 degrees different than it was back on June 1st of 2020, June 2nd of 2020. I mean, it's night and day and you go through despair, you go through uh, hard times and then you figure out a way to, you know, stand up again and get going with your life and do other things. And one of the things that I learned at a fairly early age, particularly when I got into sports talk radio is how powerful that medium is. And when you talk to the public every single day for four hours, over and over and over, um, you build up an audience. In my case, it was a large audience. It was a successful radio program spanning over decades. And with it comes a sense of responsibility. Because what you say on the air can impact people both positively and negati- negatively. And you have to be responsible. Now, you're not going to be perfect all the time. Perfection really isn't part of life. I mean, there's no I have yet to meet a perfect person. Uh, I don't know anybody that's perfect at their job. I certainly wasn't perfect at my job. I'd like to think that I was uh, better than not on most days. I mean, most days uh, I was extremely pleased with the shows that I did. Uh, There were times when I thought I didn't have a good show. There were times when I thought, gee, I gotta get better. I mean, you're always striving to get better, but the point I'm trying to make is perfection does not exist, but power exists when you're on a 50,000-watt radio program. And I found that out in a lot of different ways. And one of the most... uh, bone-chilling things that happened to me during my radio career, and there were many of them, was when I interviewed Ryan Anderson, who played in the NBA for a number of years, local kid from Oak Ridge High School in El Dorado Hills, went to Cal, and truly one of the the nicest, uh, best humans uh, that I've met along the way in all of my years of doing this. And I interviewed Ryan courtside uh, before a game one night. It was probably, I don't know, an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes before the game. And I interviewed Ryan for about 20 or 25 minutes. And we were talking about the suicide of his girlfriend, who was a well-known figure. She had starred on the TV show, uh, The Bachelorette. And she took her life. And Ryan chronicled that, talked about the influence that Monty Williams had on him during that trying time. Uh, Ryan started a foundation, and it was a a, a very uh, sobering discussion to hear about someone that he loved uh, who took their life and how it changed his life. And so we got done with the interview, and I got the most amazing uh, feedback. But the best feedback that I received was later that evening when I was then on the other side of the floor, not too, uh, not, I guess it was maybe 10 or 15 minutes before I was getting ready to broadcast the game. And a gentleman walked up to me and I could tell he was very somber. And uh, he came up and introduced himself to me. And uh, while he was talking to me, Um, You could tell that uh, he was doing his best not to break down. And he said that he was uh, contemplating taking his life and that after listening to my interview with Ryan, that it changed his mindset and that he felt that he now had an olive branch to hang on to from our conversation. And I said, um, you know, hang on. And um, we talked and... I can't remember if it was that night or a following game in which Ryan was there, but I introduced him to Ryan, told him the story, and Ryan was just blown away that this individual had been listening to our interview. And I really believe, based on talking with that gentleman that day, and I quite frankly don't know what um, his life is like now or what happened after that, but I, I felt in my heart that day that my conversation with Ryan probably saved this man's life. Not because of what I said, but because of what Ryan said. That Ryan was putting it all out there for everyone to hear. And his message was, you know what? There, uh, there are a lot, there's a lot of anguish. And people are going through a lot of tough times. And if you are contemplating going down the road that my girlfriend did, Please reach out to someone. Please let somebody know that you're in pain and that you are suffering and that you need somebody. And this individual said, listening to Ryan on that interview really opened up his eyes. And during the course of my years on the radio, there were times when the subject matter trumped anything going on in the world of sports one of those was the campfire in Paradise. And I will never forget the campfire and the impact that that had on our community. And I'll never forget Carmichael Dave, the day or two after the fires, when the uh, air quality was basically unbreathable, And they were telling people, do not come up to the Chico area. And Dave had seen a story on the news of a person that had gone to the, was it the Walmart or the Walgreens in Chico? They were utilizing that parking lot for people that had been displaced from the fires. And the video showed this gentleman who was using a child's tent and had half his body sticking out of the tent. And so Dave went up to this parking lot in Chico and was able to locate the individual whose name was Danny and give him uh, an adult-sized tent and try to help him out. Well, Danny called my radio show that afternoon, and to this day, in all my years of broadcasting, it was uh, one of the most... Um, heartfelt, sad, emotional, crying conversations that I've ever had on the radio. I'll never forget, I asked Danny, what was it like trying to get out of the fire and how much time did you have? And he said, we only had really two or three minutes. And he said, when I got to the end of the street, I could only go left- or right and I looked to my right and there was fire and I looked to my left and there was some fire and there were some cars that went to the right and I went to the left and he said as I went to the left I looked in my rear view mirror and the car that had gone to the right was engulfed in flames and he was with his little girl and I became very close with Danny over the next several months and years. Danny was a a big Kings fan and still was displaced, living in the parking lot. And uh, me and my wife, particularly my wife, who has the heart of gold, uh, arranged for Danny to walk into Walmart and buy the items that he needed Uh, I then invited Danny later that week to a Kings game. Got him a pass to the club room so they could eat. And he said, can I bring my daughter with me? And his daughter was an infant, so I said, sure. And it was a lap child. And met Danny uh, after the game. When I say I met him, I met him before the game, but he stayed after the game. Took pictures and... I started to invite Danny to Kings games periodically. And Danny would call me and tell me he had nothing, that he lost everything in the fire. And I used to say, Danny, you are going to be fine. Uh, you're going through a horrible time, but horrible times don't last. You're a tough guy. You're going to make it. And we're going to help you. You're not going to be alone. This community is going to help you. I'm going to help you, okay? Okay. My wife's going to help you. Others are going to help you. We're going to make sure that you and your little girl are going to make it. And he's now living in New Mexico. He's doing very well for himself. But to hear that conversation on the radio that day is something that uh, I'll never forget. And I'm thankful that I was in that position, and I really believe this, to help out somebody and take them in and show them that, hey, you're not alone, all right? This is a man that lost everything, like most people up in the campfire. And then when I started doing this podcast, I had Sean Salisbury on my podcast. And to this day, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And as we approached the holidays, I thought it was the right time to reflect on Sean on one Christmas morning when he was at rock bottom and he was driving from Dallas to Houston and saw a man on the side of the highway who was clear to Sean that was homeless. And Sean passed the individual on a cold Texas Christmas morning. And then he said, you know, I- I'm going to go back. And so he continued until where he could get off the highway and make a U-turn. And Sean talks about, as he was going back, he didn't even know if he would be able to locate the individual again, if he'd still be there. But he saw him. And Sean pulled up in his pickup. And he gave the guy a $100. Said, "Hey, are you okay? I want I I want to give this to you, and Merry Christmas." Then Sean said, he started to leave, and then something struck him and said, "What are you doing?" So he backed up, and said, "Hey, where are you going?" And he's going to Houston. He said, "You know, throw your throw your bag in the back and hop in." And his name's Russell, and that started. An unbelievable friendship where Sean was able to get him back on his feet, got him new teeth, new social security card, ID, was able to provide shelter for him, hope. And Sean said that Russell is now basically a member of the family. Well, after I interviewed Sean, I got this message from a listener to the podcast. Hi, Grant. I just listened to the podcast with Sean Salisbury and it moved me to tears. I am also going through a lot. Lost my family and friends due to a bad relationship in parentheses, narcissist. Didn't know where to go and found myself back at my mom's at 43 years old. I contemplated giving up, but after hearing him I have found hope. I'm starting to work my way back to my family and my friends who are on my support group and who love me. Thank you for that. Thank you, Sean, for our words. And I often wonder what that interview did for this individual and the profound impact that it had on this person's life. And I honestly believe that it impacted others, not just this person, individual that took the time whose name was sass and i responded sass thank you so much don't give up life is about ups and downs one day at a time everyone has stuff you're not alone hang in there sass all the best the power of the microphone the power of talking to others who are facing adversity whether it's a health issue, whether it's a family issue, whether it's a career issue, whatever the case may be, again, I have yet to meet anyone that's perfect. And whether you have all the money in the world or you are on welfare, problems or problems. And just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you don't have problems. Now, I would like to find that out to be true or not, to have a lot of money and then find out if I still have problems or not. I have not achieved that yet in life at age 64, but hey, uh, there is still time. But the reason why I'm talking about this on Giving Thanks, I'm thankful that I've been able to have guests on, like Sean, like others who have been hit with despair, Like Tom Brenneman talking about my own personal situation and I don't know if you would call it being a role model, but I would say that when you open up and you let people know your emotions and what you are going through, it very often will help that individual. I've had that experience on many, many occasions through years of radio and now I'm on my fourth year of doing this podcast. And I've had some pretty amazing interviews with people that are going through all types of issues. Jim Peterson talking about his heart attack and how had he not called the team physician, he believes he'd be dead. The team physician said, you need to go to the hospital immediately. And Jim, the former NBA player, Sacramento King, uh, television analyst for the Minnesota Timberwolves, one of the real great people that I've ever met in this business. Uh, Chris Carino, the voice of the Nets and Comcast Media doing the NFL and his uh, muscular issues and his foundation and what his life is like and what an inspiration it was to talk, talk to him and hear what he's going through every single day of his life and it's a debilitating disease that gets worse and worse. It does not get better. A form of Uh, muscular dystrophy. And and I just wonder, you know, when you think about your life and you think about your health and not to get off on a tangent, but, you know, I don't know much about muscular dystrophy. But after listening to Chris, uh, a disease that causes progressive weakness and loss of muscle mass, and he's got a form of that. Uh, it makes you just realize, wow, you know what? If, your health, if you're healthy, then you don't really have a lot of problems. Because if you have your health, you have everything. And I think very often in life, we kind of take our health for granted. And then when you go through a, a scary situation, it kind of kicks your butt. It kind of shakes you up. And it kind of you know, changes your outlook on a lot of things. And uh, I've gone through that experience a couple of different occasions in my life. And I think most people would tell you that when you're going through uh, a medical situation, the worst part is waiting for the test results. Because the test results very often will tell you how high of a mountain that you have to climb. And that wait is to me as agonizing and as stressful that's pretty much anything that I've gone through in my life. And so, again, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but what I'm saying is I'm grateful that over the last three-plus years, I've had this form, which is different than radio, where I can do long interviews and talk with uh, different people about all kinds of situations, whether it's health, you know, whether it's, you know, what have you, you know, I, again, it's an open forum and I have enjoyed my open forum Wednesdays that I've been able to do both on my YouTube channel. If you don't like that and on listen app and very often we'll get off sports, you know, cause sports is great, but sports is only just one little portion of life. And so I go back to where I started and Tom Brenneman, Tom Brenneman said he wouldn't change anything over the last several years. I'm not ready to say that I wouldn't change anything, but I'm grateful that I have been able to help some people through my interviews and through this form. And I'm grateful for that. And if during this holiday season and a season of giving, if you're able to give and help out one person, and if everyone listening can make one person's life better, then you've done something very profound to help out your community. Unfortunately, there are those that don't help out others. They just go through life, and I think it's empty. I think that everyone needs to take time, not necessarily money, because you can help out people without spending money. Time is very valuable. Letting someone know that you care. Following up with somebody, all right, who's going through uh, a, a Difficult situation, whatever the case may be Reaching out to them and go, hey, I'm thinking about you You know, whatever, you know Um, I had a couple of friends that have passed Over the last couple of years From various cancers From pancreatitis uh, 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 Is that what it is? Pancreatitis? Yeah Um, To breast cancer We all have loved ones. We all have friends that we've lost to cancer. And what I have found is when you continually message those people and let them know that you're thinking of them and that you pray for them every day, those that have come through the tunnel and come out to see the light of day will tell you that. The messages from loved ones, but more so from friends to casual friends that don't forget about them, that say, hey, you're in my prayers and I'm thinking about you every day. Those messages are invaluable to a person's recovery from whatever ailment they're dealing with. That's why I say it doesn't take money to change someone's life, to make someone feel better. It can be a simple message. It can be picking up the phone and calling to somebody. I've been very open about the phone call that I received from Paul Westfall. And I received many, 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 many messages and phone calls from people after June 2nd of 2020. But Paul called me the next day and said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you and Star and... Uh, We talked for a couple of minutes, and he was extremely motivational, inspirational, but more than that, it was uh, uh, somebody that I had a lot of respect for that was reaching out to me and wanted me to know that they cared. But it wasn't just a one-time call, and then he was gone. He called me again the following month, and Paul said, hey, Grant, I'm just checking up on you. I want to let you know I'm praying for you every day, and we talked for about 10 minutes, and I tell the story that it was about three weeks after that, that on a Sunday on Twitter, I saw Mike Lupica's tweet that Paul Westfall had been diagnosed with a form of brain cancer and that he was very good friends with Paul. And Paul was going through Mike to let Mike let everyone know what Paul was dealing with. And I called Paul the next day in the morning, it was a Monday morning. And I didn't expect Paul to answer the phone, but he did. And he was somber, as you can believe. I mean, it was maybe as sad as any conversation I've ever had with another person in my entire life. And it was a quick call, three minutes maybe, four minutes tops. And I said, Paul... I want to let you know, I know you're not on social media, but I want to let you know you have the whole country praying for you and thinking about you. And he stopped me and goes, Grant, no, I'm praying for you because what happened to you is so wrong and I'm praying for you. And I remember saying this, I go, Paul, I'm going to be fine. I have my health. Don't worry about me. I'm going to be fine. I'm praying for you and I want to let you know that you have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands, and thousands of people that are thinking about you and praying for you every day. That was the last conversation that I had with Paul Westfall. He was gone six months later. And when I had Charles Barkley on my podcast, we talked a lot about Paul Westfall. And he talked about visiting Paul and the time that he spent with Paul and how great it was playing for Paul when he was the coach of the Phoenix Suns and they went to the NBA Finals and lost to Michael and the Chicago Bulls. And I'll just say this about Paul Westfall. He's in the same category of Gary Gerald and Jerry Reynolds. Like, if you don't like those guys or Wayman Tisdale, you know, I can go on and on because Wayman's one of my all-time favorite human beings. If you didn't like Wayman, if you don't like Gary Gerald, if you don't like Jerry Reynolds, and you may not care for their broadcasting, which is fine, but if you have anything negative to say about them as a person, then you need to look in the mirror because you have something wrong. And the same thing went for Paul Westfall. If you couldn't play for Paul Westfall, if you didn't like Paul Westfall, you had a problem. Keith Smart is another guy. Anyone that knows Keith Smart, if you did not care for Keith Smart, if you didn't like Keith Smart, then you have a problem. There are certain people you meet in life and know they're not perfect, but yet you won't find anyone that has has anything bad to say about them. And that's how I felt about Paul Westfall. And so as I wrap up this episode of giving thanks, I'm thankful that I've been able to touch people's lives, but I'm very thankful that when I was going through a tough time, they were able to touch my life. Charles Barkley called me, didn't even have my number. Paul Westfall and so many other people that just needed to call me, all right? Or text me, but let me know that they were thinking about me, that they were rooting for me. And it's amazing what those moments mean when you reflect back on tough times. So as we get through this holiday season, take a couple of minutes, take an hour, take two hours, reach out to people that you think may need that hug that need a little help, inspiration, motivation, more than anything, let them know that you're thinking about them. It goes a long, long way. All right, and now make a transition to CrowdUltra. If you go to CrowdUltra.com, you can ask me a question and maybe I will answer it on my next podcast. Adam wants to know, do you think Otani wins a World Series with the Dodgers? You know, the Dodgers, if you take away the lockout year, all right, or the pandemic here, not lockout. I mean, they haven't won a World Series in decades. I mean, it's been forever. Why would I think that Otani is going to help them win a World Series? Eventually, when you put that much talent together, you would figure that it's got to happen. But year after year after year after year, the Dodgers are a big disappointment. So, you know, if he's going to stay there for 10 years, if he's going to be healthy for five or six Odds are that he would win a World Series just because of the other talent around him, not but because of him. And again, I admire, I admire him. I think he's a tremendous player. But I would answer the question, yes. Nick wants to know, are there any ways the NBA tournament could be improved? Nick, it's one year in the books. I'm sure there's always ways uh, to make it better. Quite frankly, it doesn't interest me. I think it's a gimmick by the league, but it is what it is. Uh, I think that it's good that no one got hurt in the game between the Lakers and the Pacers, a game that did not count towards the standings. But time will tell, Nick. Time will uh, tell. Reed wants to know any thoughts on the XFL-USFL merger. Reed, here's the deal. If it's not the National Football League and it's not college football, it's not going to work. So you can merge any leagues you want. You can put them all together, but eventually... These leagues all go bye-bye, so it does not matter. Brendan wants to know, do I agree with the Tony offsides penalty? Of course I agree. Why would I not agree? It was clearly offsides. The officials made the correct call, and as I talked about in my rant yesterday, Patrick Mahomes looked real bad. Horrible job by Mahomes, and he has since come out and apologized, and so I'm very happy to hear that, but classless by Mahomes to rip the officials the way he did for making the correct call. Again, go to crowdultra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Rant, 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 Rant. Rant. This rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants, Sacramento, Roseville, and their newest location at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Just go to Bennett's restaurants.com to make a reservation check out the menu and more bennett's prime seafood and steaks you will love it that's bennetts restaurants.com can we stop talking about the miami dolphins as a serious threat in the postseason they have not won a game against a good team all season and then they lose to the tennessee titans at home final score 28 27 you know what? They're a sexy looking team because they can throw the ball and go up and down the field at will, although that was certainly not the case last night, and they are just not that good. Record wise, you might say, wait a minute, they're nine and four. That's really good. And you know what I would say? Uh, you know what? Beat a good team, would you please? Can you beat a good team? Have you looked at the Dolphins? All right. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Patriots twice. They beat Denver when Denver was terrible. They lost to Buffalo 48-20. They beat the Giants. They beat Carolina. They got killed by Philly. All right? They lost to Kansas City. They beat a horrible Raiders team. They beat a horrible Jets team. They beat a horrible Washington team. And then they lose to a so-so Tennessee team. All right? Here are your next four games. Jets. Jets. Cowboys out Baltimore Buffalo Jets no good Dallas out Baltimore Buffalo all good go out and win a big game would you please if not pipe down I don't want to hear about the Miami Dolphins and that's my rant for today that's my podcast for today hope you're enjoying my reflection on giving thanks particularly during this season of giving make a difference everybody and thank you so much for listening to if you don't like that so long everybody